Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely awesome day today. And one thing that I've gotten multiple emails from the last couple of days, and I want to kind of bring this up to kind of explain to you what I personally think is happening. I'll take Dad's take on it here. I've gotten multiple emails from people asking me about what they're hearing now because the news media is starting up the propaganda machine discussing similar to what we talked about yesterday and saying that the U.S. hasn't vaccinated enough people because now the Delta variant is showing up in unvaccinated people in unprecedented rates now. And quite frankly, I think almost all of this is pure fear porn. But what we've seen now and what it's starting to appear from what they're trying to portray as truth when reality is just a fabricated manipulation of what they want everybody to believe is that this injection that people are getting – we've talked about this repeatedly. I've had dozens and dozens of people tell me the exact same thing. They're perfectly healthy, unvaccinated feel great, they get around somebody that just got injected with this spike protein, unbelievably toxic shot, and all of a sudden, a day or two later, they have symptoms. You know, dry throat, dry cough, stuffy head, same old, same old. Usually it knocks it out with the vitamin C, D3, zinc, can knock it out pretty fast. But so what they're saying is now is that people that are unvaccinated are showing up now in the hospitals and they're showing a Delta variant, which if this is even true and it's not just more manipulation, what it appears, and this is what I would probably say is my opinion, whatever people are catching from this spike protein shedding from what people are being injected with, the unvaccinated groups are catching it, and it's showing up as some type of different spike protein because it's mutated. Obviously, it's mutated because it's a bioweapon. And so what they're trying to do now is they're trying to say the Delta variant is grave danger to everyone that's unvaccinated. There was another article that came out from the New Yorker that just came out two days ago. That was the title of it. The Delta variant is a grave danger to the unvaccinated. Only half of America is protected. The other is approaching a perilous moment in the pandemic right now. Basically, what they're trying to do is scare everybody into running down to the store and making sure that they get injected with the next bioweapon because they're saying if you don't have the injection, the Delta variant is going to get you now, the new big bad boogeyman. It's the Delta COVID spike protein. My opinion, I think this is all complete and total manipulated hogwash in order to try to manipulate the populace into getting this bioweapon shot. Do I think unvaccinated individuals are showing up with probably a mutated spike protein that they've contracted from individuals who've been shedding it? Absolutely, because I personally got it from the exact same scenario I've already told you. And within a few days, I was able to bounce back from it. But I know some people that have lower immune systems, they had a hard time getting multiple vitamin C IVs, taking a week or so to bounce back from it. And so this is what we're having. It's not coincidence, my friends, that this alleged Delta variant just happened to show up right when the COVID injection started to being pushed in December and January. This isn't coincidence whatsoever. In my opinion, this has been a pre-planned script from the very beginning as they knew they had to have a backup formula in order to try to coerce more people into getting 
this experimental injection. So that, I hope, kind of clears up. I've gotten a lot of emails on this, and sometimes it's easier for me to answer these emails on the show than it is to sit there and answer 20 emails back and forth saying the exact same thing where I can copy and paste. I can do that too. But what do you think, Dan? Well, it's just more fear porn, Austin's all it yeah. is. And all they're all they're trying to do is get higher. Remember, they, they've they've they vaccinated. I think you know they're giving out three hundred million shots or something. The same amount of shots now, as far as a lot of people got two shots, and you know, and they want a higher percentage. They want to, and, I, and this is exactly what we told you guys was going to happen. They're going to come out with more and more variants and say that it's the reason that people are not vaccinated. This is happening, and it's just more lies. And the, as they and what they have to do, they have to increase the intensity of the fear porn. They've got to make it worse and worse and worse and worse to compensate for what's happening in the alt media. The alt media is telling them the truth. The alt media is telling us, hey, look, this is not okay. We have, you know, 15,000 people dead in Europe, over 5,000 dead in the United States. You know, morticians and mortuaries and funeral parlors are saying the only people that are having coming in now are the vast majority of people coming in, I guess, are basically people who have been vaccinated. And they've got to get the death rates up. And they'll never tell us the truth about the death rates. They'll never tell us the truth because the media is controlled by the same people pushing the porn, the vaccine porn. So it won't make any difference. If we drop the population down from 300 million in the United States down to 150 million, they'll never tell us that we lost half the population. They'll be on, quote, unquote, conspiracy theory radio. It's going to be all a bunch of lies because they can't tell you the truth because they're doing the works of their father Basically, who is Lucifer, who is a liar, who's been a liar since the beginning. And he all he ever does, all he ever does is native language. He just speaks lies. And this is the problem that we run into all of the time with these groups of people that continually manage and manipulate the world. And, you know, and it's, and it's frustrating to me because I'm, I'm like you are, Austin. You, you get into a situation where you try to figure out exactly what the best thing to do is with these guys. And the best thing to do is as far as not to get vaccinated and you tell your friends not to do it. And, and basically, they don't want to listen to you. They want to continue to believe the lies. I mean, 300 million injections. You know, now the FDA is finally issuing a warning on the mRNA COVID-19 shots that are causing heart failure. After 300 million injections, they're telling us it can increase the risks of heart failure. Well, they've got to tell you the truth because they don't want the liability exposure going to all these other people. Now, this is crazy what's happening. And, you know, we, the people of the United States of America, have a right to be treated differently this. But, but wait a minute. They don't think that you're the, we the people anymore. They think that you're the we the cattle, that you're we the, the animals, that you don't have a soul because they're being controlled by their Kabbalist handlers who believe that they're, they're the only ones who are created in God's image. And their God that they're created in is not the great I am. It's Einsoft. That's what they believe. It's the craziest stuff you've ever heard. And see, you know, remember this. The FDA has had a history of protecting Pfizer's profits. Always remember this. This is not doing this and pushing the vaccines is not the first time the FDA has acted in the interest of big pharma, especially pharma, you know, especially Pfizer. You know, prior to blockbuster COVID-19 kill shots, Pfizer's cholesterol-lowering drug Lipitor had been the best-selling drug of all time. Lipitor benefited from the change in marketing laws in 97 that allowed pharmaceutical companies to, in the U.S. to advertise their products directly to consumers. Pfizer's convinced an entire generation of Americans they need to get a pill to lower their cholesterol in order to prevent heart disease. Now, this is the craziest thing you've ever heard because 
when you have higher cholesterol, you live longer. I've talked to you guys about that. I've talked about that in detail. In fact, people that's cholesterols are under 200 have the highest death rates, and as you get lower and lower, your cancer rates go through the roof. Another study published in 2015 actually showed that statin drugs cause an increase of coronary calcium levels, which can lead to an increase in heart attacks. The very same, very thing that statin drugs are supposed to prevent. You increase calcium placking in your arterial arteries when you take statin drugs. And then another study came out a few years ago, and it said that if you take statin drugs for 37 years, that you live like an additional three days, but you have all kinds of horrible side effects while you're on the drugs. So we need to understand that if we listen to what these guys tell us and we don't do our own research, then we get ourselves into a situation that gets really, really bad really, really, really fast. This is an article that Harrison wrote. About, he, he posted this two years ago on the website. It's called Cholesterol, the Basics. Harrison's my uh, youngest son, the Neurological Health and Alzheimer's. And here's what he says in the article. And he's, and he's right on pretty much everything in the article. I've not read it in a couple of years. A couple of things I'd change in it if I had written it, but I'll correct this for you right now. Perhaps the most prominent misconception of cholesterol is that you want to keep it as low as possible. That's a lie, by the way. You don't have to do that. Cholesterol is a vital component for good health. By the way, this is, you can read this article on the website, Health Masters website. And if one's cholesterol is too low, serious adverse effects could occur. This is because cholesterol is found in every cell throughout the body and is necessary for the production of cell membranes and every steroid hormone, vitamin D, bile acids, which assist your body in digesting fat. Additionally, cholesterol plays a vital role in the formation of memories and brain function because it is vitally important for neurological function. Studies have shown that there is a relationship between low levels of cholesterol and increased risks of impulsive behavior, aggression, and suicide. A 1993 study hypothesized that the association exists because low cholesterol levels are associated with low serotonin levels in the brain, which can lead to poor suppression of aggression behavior and increased risks of suicide. Cholesterol is important for brain function. While your brain represents about 2 to 3% of your total body weight, 25% of the cholesterol in your body is found in your brain. Now, what you have to also realize is this. we got these terms LDLs and HDLs. Let's talk about that. It is essential to understand the notion of good and bad cholesterol is misunderstood. Cholesterol is cholesterol. There's no such thing as good cholesterol or bad cholesterol. The terms HDL and LDL do not stand for cholesterol, but instead are terms for two types of lipoproteins. HDL stands for high-density lipoproteins, and LDL stands for low-density lipoproteins. Okay, We have to understand that because fat and cholesterol are not water-soluble. They need to be carried through the body in something that will do their vital work. So they can work. These fat and cholesterol carriers are called lipoproteins. That's the HDL and the LDL. They carry the cholesterol. Lipoproteins are essential taxis carrying cholesterol through the body. Therefore, LDL and HDL cholesterol are not cholesterol themselves. In addition to cholesterol, LDL and HDL also carry other non-water soluble substances such as triglycerides and phospholipids. The LDL can be described as a taxi for fresh cholesterol. The HDL can be described as a taxi for recycled cholesterol. Now, what they try to tell you when you go to the doctor is that you have to have the proper LDL-HDL ratio. And studies, numerous studies have proven this is inconclusive. They really have. They really have. So to me, I don't even look at that because if they're both taxi cabs carrying cholesterol around, why does it matter? Honestly, really, you know, I don't care about those ratios very much. I really don't because that's the biggest thing they use now. Well, your LDL to HDL ratios are, are messed up. You've got to start on statin drugs. We've got to use Lipitor. And you're like, oh, 
but, but my cholesterol is like, you know, 180. The, uh, my ratio is messed up. Oh, no, 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 no good. We got to get down under 100 now. No, you don't. Your testosterone will go through the floor. Your sex drive is going to go through the floor. Okay, your brain's going to go through the floor. You're probably going to end up with skeletal muscle necrosis. All of these things happen because of things like Lipitor and statin drugs. In fact, in my book, Breakthrough Health, I went into detail about the dangers of statin drugs. In fact, we listed the top 10 drugs never to use because of the death rates associated with them. And the number one thing we told you never to put in your body were statin drugs. If your cholesterol is over 200 and you want to bring it down, that's your choice. I don't suggest you do that. If your cholesterol is 250 or below, I don't suggest you even bother with it. If it's over 300, yeah, you probably need to change your diet. Drink more distilled water, okay? Make sure you're not eating any trans fats. Make sure you start getting some exercise. Make sure you start doing the things that you know you're supposed to do from a healthy lifestyle standpoint, and the cholesterol levels will come back down by themselves. A few years ago, about 20 years ago, I had some, um, I had, I had to get, I got some life insurance. I got some term insurance, and it was cheap, but I had to go have a physical done, which I don't like doing. I really don't. Now, I'm not telling you not to get a physical. I just don't like it because I don't like having to ask all these crazy questions and answer all these crazy things that get put into the Medical Information Bureau database that gets sent throughout the entire world through all of the different people who do insurance, et cetera, et cetera. So I went to this doctor, and my cholesterol was like 203. I'm not kidding. It was too low, way too low. I was shocked that it was that low. And he goes, okay, you're at 203. So the insurance company denied my health insurance, they, my life insurance. They said, no. I said, you got to be kidding me. Well, you're three points too high. Two, oh, three, you are. I'm like, oh, gosh. I said, never mind. We'll do it again in a week. So I started drinking, you know, my, my 110 or 100 ounces of water every single day. I cut way back on cholesterol foods. I really did. I cut back on the eggs, cut back on everything, which is – those things are really important to eat, by the way. Cut way back on because I knew I'd have an immediately drop in cholesterol. Then I went back in like a week later, got to check again. I was like 190. Okay, now you're healthy. You can have life insurance. And I'm like, oh, God, I loathe these people. So I got the life insurance, and I kept it for like a 10-year term policy. And then they went through the roof as far as the premiums after 10 years as I just dropped it. But the reality is, is this. If we believe all of these lies that are being – propagated, promulgated, whatever you want to say, through the media about COVID shots, about the CDC, about cholesterol, or about anything else, all we end up doing is basically getting confused. Don't do that. I can't tell you how many times I've been with people, and I've worked with them repeatedly as far as health, and they start going out and reading stuff that the government's put out or the drug companies have been putting out or all these other issues are being, you know, are being put out by all these other, quote-unquote, people promoting drugs, and all of a sudden they get confused. They come back to me, well, so-and-so said such and such, and I'm like, well, they're wrong. How do you know they're wrong? And on and on and on. And finally, they end up going off the chain. They get off the rail. They, go off, they get off into a ditch somewhere with their health. Uh, perfect example. Yesterday, I met somebody I hadn't seen in a long, long time. I was with Sharon, and the lady was basically this exact example. You know, they started listening to us a long, long time ago. They got off the rails, started doing their own thing. And the lady's like 60 years old, and she's a wreck. Health is a wreck. I mean, whole, I mean, everything's a wreck. Unbelievably sick now. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen that because people get off the middle track. They start doing what they're going to do because they read a book or they read an article or they read something else. Let me give you another example. I'm trying not to use names here. Years ago, it was in my office. 
this is 30 years ago, over 30 years ago, we had a guy come in and his wife had some serious immune system problems, serious immune system problems. Her name was Kathy. And uh, I told her, I said, you need to get on these supplements. You need to change your diet. You need to get on intravenous vitamin C. And we, I mean, went through the whole gamut. And what ended up happening is he basically called me up like a week later, said, we're not going to listen to you. And I said, okay, that's your choice. He goes, our neighbor, who's a plumber, told us to basically this, this, and this, and that, this, and this. And I looked at him, I said, you're listening to your neighbor, the plumber? I said, why don't you listen to your neighbor, the plumber, about plumbing and listen to me about, you know, diet and nutrition? No, nope, not we're listening to the neighbor, the plumber. I'm like, okay. And I'm abbreviating this entire conversation, but that's what happened. So what ended up happening is about six months later, I call him up and say, how's your wife doing? Oh, she's dead. <laughs> and I'm not laughing because it's funny. I, she's dead. Okay. So that's kind of a, you know, permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And that was the end of the conversation. Never heard from him again. Another time, another guy in the office, back in the clinic, wife had an immune problem. Basically same thing. Wouldn't wouldn't talk to somebody else who basically gave him contrary information. And I'm not saying you shouldn't get contrary information. I'm not saying you shouldn't read everything you can read. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you shouldn't get a second opinion. But I had her, I told her what to do to build her immune system up. He basically said, Oh, not a problem, not a problem. You know, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, or now we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. I said, Okay. Six months later, I call him up. I said, How's your wife doing? She's dead. Two different instances. Seen it. They've been there, done that. So, guys, it's so important to listen to the word of reasoning. If it doesn't make sense, it's probably wrong. If cholesterol was okay at 300 30 or 40 years ago, okay at 250, why is it not okay now at 200? Or now why do they want you to have it at 100? It's for one reason only. These giant drug companies are trying to sell you drugs that lower your cholesterol because they're incredibly profitable. That's why they do it. It's always about the money with these guys. They have a fiduciary responsibility to sell as many drugs as they possibly can. I remember years ago I was reading in the Financial Times, and it was saying they were talking about finding a drug that would treat cancer long-term-wise like, like, you know, like insulin does diabetes because it would massively increase the profits to the drug manufacturer. And basically it was their fiduciary responsibility as drug companies to make as much money for the stockholders as they possibly could. Now, do you remember what I just said? It wasn't about curing anybody from cancer. It was about keeping them as live long as live as keeping them alive as long as they could in order to maximize profits. Unbelievable. Well, that's enough of my little rant on that today. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Oh, well, you nailed it on the head. That's why we see these huge numbers where you're talking about, you know, the pharmaceutical sales in the United States are over five hundred billion dollars. It's over half a trillion dollar a year industry selling drugs. It's one of the most profitable industries in the entire world. You know, other than short than, you know, war. <laughs> and so that's why it's so important, as you just said, always do your research about what they're trying to give you on something. When you start seeing, and I told this to a buddy of mine last night, I said, when you start seeing every media outlet, every single government outlet, every single celebrity, every single person that basically can get a microphone and give in, you know allegedly has credibility start telling you you need to take an experimental rna injection you should really question whether or not you want to take that injection because nowhere in history have we ever seen where the media and the government and politicians and celebrities all collude on one topic that it ever is a good topic that's just a fact. Do your own research on it. When you start to have to have a full-blown propaganda blitz in order to get people into getting the shot, there's a reason why. It's interesting. Yesterday, 
I talked to uh, Steve, and he was talking about going up to a uh, a big uh, it was a hockey or baseball game up in New York, and he was looking at tickets to go up there. And now he's obviously not going. You'll know why the end of the story. And so the stadium seats they had, you know, they had uh, two sections. I told you that vaccinated and unvaccinated. And they basically said, if you're vaccinated, the tickets are like a couple hundred dollars for like good seats. Uh, do though, because of social distancing, if you are unvaccinated, the tickets are a thousand dollars and you have to wear a mask at all times. Anytime you're in the stadium arena, sitting, walking, going to the bathroom, eating, drinking, only to pull it down briefly to get water in your mouth and pull it back up. If you're unvaccinated, if you're vaccinated, totally cool. You get the cheapest seats. You don't have any restrictions. Now, I'm, I may not be a rocket scientist, but I'm pretty sharp. But I think that pretty much designates very clearly as medical segregation. Here's the question. If the vaccine works, this alleged injection works, why do you care if nobody else got it or somebody else didn't get it? Because you're protected, right? Isn't that the entire concept behind immunizations? You're immunized, so you have an immune response, so you build an immunity, so if you get exposed to it, you are no longer have any issues with it. That's the entire concept with vaccines, right? That always has been. So now why all of a sudden has science been flipped on its head and hit in the face with a hammer and say, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. If you've gotten the shot, you're good, but you can't have anybody else not get the shot because apparently it's not effective enough to be around anybody that's not vaccinated. I talked to my barber yesterday. I was in there getting edged up, and he was looking at going on a cruise the next couple months. And so here's here's what the cruise lines are doing now. This was um, – um, what was – I forgot the name of which one. Royal Caribbean. So they had like a bunch of sails. You know, They're trying to fill up the boats and stuff, and they basically said that they can't – make you prove you've been vaccinated, but essentially you have to check the box whether or not you've been vaccinated or not when you get the tickets for the boat, right? So it's not a vaccine passport, but you have to answer the question. Real sketchy. So then what they say is on the list, he says it right here. He showed me a thing on his phone. If you are not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask at all times in any common areas, and you will not have access to majority of the shows, like the comedy shows and stuff. So essentially, you're going to be treated like a second-class citizen peasant when you get on the boat. You're not going to have access. You're going to have to basically wear a mask at all times, and you're also going to have to have socially distanced tables. You're not going to be able to have full tables at dinner, which that one I don't really care about because some of the people on cruise ships you run into are obnoxious to eat with. But besides that, do you see what they're doing? They're building a secondary civilization, so to speak, in the United States, a new class of citizens, ones that are good, obedient little peasants that get injected with bioweapons and follow orders, and the other ones that are the hard rebels that are refusing to just get the shot because you know what? All you have to do is just get the shot. It's not that big of a deal. This is how they will roll in the mark of the beast. Regardless of what it is, how it is, it'll be very clear when it comes out. I promise you that. When it's when it's out, it will be out, and you will know it. It's going to be very, very clear. But when it does come out, you wonder how so many people are going to fall prey to this in the end times. You're already seeing the basically beta test on how to do it. That's why I've told so many people. I said, this has nothing to do with health. Nothing. This entire thing. 
thing had nothing to do with health. Like Dad just said, if they were concerned about health, they would have already removed high fructose corn syrup from the food supply. Isn't it funny how you had the vape industry come out and there was like five people that came down with popcorn lungs from smoking too much vape, which by the way, I'm not a fan of vape. I'm not telling you to do it. I don't think it's healthy at all. But, you know, three to 400,000 people die every year from cigarette smoke. We had five people die from vaping. All of a sudden they said, oh, we got to restrict it. We got to control the vaping module. You can't basically do this. You can't do that. You can't do this with it. But if you want to go buy a carton of cigarettes and smoke them all day long, that's perfectly fine. That's your right to do it. But, you know, these vapes, we got we to gotta get rid of these vapes. They're not okay. You can't be running around with these vapes. Quite frankly, I'd rather be around somebody that's vaping, even though it's pretty idiotic looking, than having to smell somebody's cigarette smoke because that's just obnoxious. But isn't it funny how when it fits their narrative and they don't make the money off of it, all of a sudden you can't do it. It's not okay. It's something you need to basically change right now. But when it makes a lot of money and it's super profitable, they have no problem with it absolutely ruining and debilitating your health. From the food coloring to the hydrogenated oil to the aspartame, that's fine. Why haven't those been banned on the market? They like to ban everything else. They're coming out trying to ban firearms now again like they do every couple of years. They come out with a big, big gun push again. Told you guys, ATF's trying to push their ban on stocks, their shoulder braces, which is complete and totally erroneous, which I told you was going to happen after the bump fire stocks got axed, because that was complete and totally illegal and unconstitutional what they did, but they did it anyways. A lot of people didn't listen to them, but you know it is what it is. They put the laws in. They put it into place just like they did in 1986. Now, all of a sudden, to get transferable machine guns, they're forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 now because of what they did. And it's ironic because you're starting to see a huge push for gun sanctuary movements. I saw this on Zero Hedge earlier, which is very good. And he said basically one of the most important stories of the year is the massive surge in Second Amendment sanctuaries in the state. More than 61% of American counties are now Second Amendment sanctuaries. And they had a graph basically on here. There are now 1,930 countries that are protected by Second Amendment sanctuary legislation in either the state or the county or the city level, which I was very, very proud to see that. When I was looking at some of the stuff, and apparently on the map, it says a uh, – on I was looking at ours. It's a Polk County-level Second Amendment sanctuary pro-Second Amendment resolution. That's down here in Polk. So that's on the map from SanctuaryCounties.com. I'm not sure how that works. We're going to have to find out. But there's a lot of you know Second Amendment sanctuary states as well, like Montana. you got to love Montana. They just – they've absolutely never cared about gun laws up there. They came out and said, listen, you can build your own suppressors and weapons, whatever you want to build. Just stamp them made in Montana, keep them in Montana, and we don't care what you do with them as long as it's legal. I was like, oh, kudos. got to love Montana. There's absolutely no chill as far as when it comes to gun restrictions. But what's interesting about it at the same time we're being told left and right how white supremacy is the greatest danger and we're having this huge movement of white supremacy violence and I don't know you know I'm down here in Florida and I don't see that at all in fact actually my condolences go to the family to the officer in Daytona you know I was just in Daytona a couple weeks ago and uh, Daytona Beach police officer was shot in the face Wednesday night, and he's in critical condition. Now, ironically enough, the reason why I'm bringing up this article is because the mainstream media has literally silenced it. They will not bring it up at all, which does that surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise you one bit. But what's interesting about it, Thal Wallace 
is the alleged shooter, and now there's a $100,000 manhunt on basically on him right now in Volusia County over there right now because he shot this cop in the face when he got pulled over. Now, if you do some background into him, he is a huge proponent and huge supporter and involved in the NFAC. You guys remember what the NFAC is? It's the Not Effing Around Coalition. Horrible name. It's the giant black group that basically was videotaped at Stone Mountain harassing visitors. They walk around basically in full battle rattle. They're also the group that's had like two or three negligent discharges with their own group members being shot from NDs. And this guy has been involved in all of these militia groups walking around fully armed, harassing people, talking about how if anybody tries them, they're going to shoot them. That's the same guy. He's on record on video and photos being in these groups running around with AK-47s in downtown protests. Now, granted, in a lot of these cases, that is their Second Amendment right. I never knocked them for that. However, when you're using that Second Amendment right to intimidate and try to harass law-abiding citizens, that takes it a different story. So this same guy that's been running around with these groups with the NFAC with an AK-47 now got pulled over and I guess didn't want to go back to jail because, I mean, he's got a rap sheet a mile long, all the way domestic violence, aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, aggravated battery on a pregnant person. The list goes on with this clown. And he goes and shoots a cop in the face now. And yet, not a single media outlet brings it up. Now, why don't you flip that role in reverse for a second? Think if you had a white supremacy movement running around talking about how they're going to shoot any blacks in the face that try them while they walk around fully armed and talk about how much they hate whites or how much they hate blacks and they're a hardcore white supremacy group and he gets pulled over and shoots a cop in the face, shoots a black cop in the face. Why don't you think about that for a second, how it would be a completely different story. But this is why I bring this up. It's not to race bait. It's to bring up the very topics that the media refuses to talk about because they do not want to have two sides of a story. They only want to push their narrative. We're all in this together, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. We're in this muck pit right now of the United States that we have. I mean, we got the, the sitting U.S. president is doing a whispering press conference. We got Saul yesterday. I literally hung my head down and shook my head. It, embarrassed of what this country is. This guy is a complete and total clown. Giant bug eyes, pupils dilated out the yin-yang. I don't know what he's on. He's obviously on some type of stimulants in this press conference, sitting there whispering, whispering in the press conference, I got everybody $1.9 trillion. I did that. This guy is so far beyond creepy, he belongs in a horror movie. I don't know where they dig him up out of every day, whether it's a nursing home, whether or not it's a coffin. I don't know. But it gets weirder every day and every day and every day. But yet, for some odd reason, majority of everybody still just pretending like this is okay behavior. It's not okay behavior. This whole presidency, he, the 25th needs to be evoked immediately. I've already called for that. It's sad our do-nothing Republicans in the Senate refuse to even discuss this. One thing I do have to give the hardcore Democrats, they were adamantly, completely and totally diametrically opposed to Donald Trump. And they made sure everybody knew it, including with their nonsensical, idiotic impeachment hearings repeatedly. Why doesn't our Republican Senate do anything? They're literally watching a buffoon make a joke out of our country right now. 25th hadn't been pulled. Nothing's been pulled with impeachment involving him with Ukraine and his son and China and everything. Nothing. 
absolutely nothing. And it's starting to appear to me that the majority, if not almost all, of our entire government, including the House and the Senate, is completely and totally corrupted. As much as I like to have faith in things, I'm starting to lose pretty much all faith in any aspect of government we have right now. When you have a sitting president doing a whispering press conference like he's some two-year-old child that doesn't know what to do after he just had his first cup of coffee and can't figure out how to control his voice, this is an embarrassment, Dad, and it's something we really need to start addressing more and more. Well, chances are the stimulus that they're giving him are causing brain damage, dendrite misfunction, you know, synaptic misfunction, you know, brain, you know, degradation as far as, you know, eating holes in his brain. There's no telling what they're giving this guy. And so you're right. It seems as though every time they amp him up on something more and something more and something more and something more, he's having more and more and more problems. I mean, the fact that he's getting up there, I saw the same video that I also saw. He's up there whispering about the $1.9 trillion, and he's acting like a weirdo. He's acting like it's some kind of big secret that he did, and he doesn't want to tell anybody, but he's releasing it to a press corps. Well, when we talk about his perverted son and the doggone laptop and all the sick garbage that he's still involved in currently, but nobody wants to talk about it. Does Biden want to whisper about that? Chances are he doesn't even know. So what they're doing is, like I said, they're amping them up on some type of amphetamines. I have no idea what. Probably stuff that we've never even heard of. And then they're basically jacking him up and putting him in front of the group to talk. And quite frankly, if I was the Democrats or the people in charge, I would stop that. I would not have him do any more press conferences. You know, they didn't do any for months and months and months after he took office. And then finally he started doing them. And now we understand why they had him not doing them because of the complete and total buffoon that he makes of himself every time he does. Do you realize, now, guys, think about it for a second. Do you realize what a laughing stock we are? As the greatest nation on this planet with the greatest military, the greatest armaments, the greatest nuclear stockpile, the greatest amount of submarines and aircraft carriers, and the greatest everything that we have in the United States, and we have this guy representing us as our leader. What an unbelievable laughingstock we've become. Now, why would they do that? Well, because they have to destroy the image of the presidency of the United States nationally, internationally, in order to bring in a new world government, a new world order. They've got to destroy what we once were in order to create a new world order. In other words, remember in that movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe, and he, you know, he was he was basically, uh, you know, the, the general, you know, and he basically was. They finally they said to him, they said they've got to destroy your name first before they kill you. Right. That's what they said in that movie. That's why they were going to basically destroy, you know, his name first. And so that's why they had to do that. They had to destroy the name. And, you know, there was Maximus, Maximus, Maximus. And they didn't want people calling out his name you know, after he was dead. They wanted to destroy the name. And that's what they're doing to the presidency of the United States. They're destroying the very office. They did it with Trump, too. I'm just not going to even pretend like that didn't happen. Because Trump got basically eviscerated in all of the presses, in all of the major countries, all over the world. Every single day, literally, for two for four years. It was awful what they did to him. And what does that do? That doesn't just destroy Trump. That destroys the presidency of the United States, and it diminishes the United States in the eyes of the world. That's what they're doing to Biden. Now they're just taking it to a whole different level with this buffoon in the White House whispering to people. He's, he's sick. He's mentally ill. He's, he's got senile dementia. He needs to be in a nursing home or at least monitor, but he doesn't be president of the United States. But remember, he's acting as president of the United States for a very specific reason, to cause degradation of the office. Because remember, they remember the Frankfurt School. They said the reason we cannot get 
communism into Germany. And the reason we cannot get communism into Western Europe and into the United States is because the people see the United States as the light on the hill, basically as the template to follow in order to have freedom. So we have to destroy the United States internally through cultural Marxism in order to destroy the culture and the people in America, which will in turn destroy the country. Well, they've done that now. The cultural Marxism has been extremely effective in the United States for the past 70, 80 years. And they have literally destroyed the values of the United States with Gloria Steinem and Playboy magazine and, and all this pornography they unleashed on us 20 years ago when George W. was president and all of this crazy crap that people look at on the Internet all the time. You know, it's, it's destroying everything. The country is no longer a civilized society like it was back in the 50s or the 60s. That was the goal of the Frankfurt School. So now what's the next step? It's, again, I'm being redundant here, but I'm saying it again. They've got to take the presidency of the United States and turn it into a, basically a poop show is what it's turned into now with Trump and now with this. So people no longer see us as having leadership worth following. So if the United States comes down, they'll say, oh, my gosh, the great nation has fallen. No, they won't. God, thank God that poop show is gone. with to listen to that nonsense anymore. We knew the U.S. was going to fall because their leadership and people are so corrupt. We knew this was going to happen. We need a new world order. That's the goal. That's what they want. And that's why they've got Biden up there. That's why I don't think they'll 25th Amendment him. I don't think they're going to put the hoe in. Why? Because they continue to use him like they are right now to continue to cause massive degradation in the eyes of the world and the eyes of the United States. How many, how many patriots are out there saying, gosh, we need to basically, you know, reform this government, start this thing over again. All right. You had millions of people show up in DC on January the 6th, many of whom are still sitting in jails. Because they realize that we've got a problem in the United States, and it's not getting any better. The problem is we find ourselves in a situation where we're not sure what to do at this point because when we vote for people they don't count, on national elections, it doesn't count anymore. We're being hacked from other countries. And by the way, that's going primarily through Tel Aviv. Just thought I'd mention that. And we're being hacked by other countries in order to change the election outcome because, remember, I'm not picking on Israel. Well, yeah, I guess I am. Israel is the is the fiefdom of the Rothschild banking cartel Costa Nostra. It's a non-extradition country for all the criminals in the world that like to go there. They claim to be Jewish, and they probably are not, that are the synagogue of Satan. It is a communist country. It was founded by the communists. It was founded by the people who wanted to create a new world order. The, the Schofield Bible has lied to so many people now for over 100 years that nobody wants to believe this, but that's what Israel is. It was from the Balfour Declaration. They went and displaced all the Palestinians after World War II, pushed them out, killed a whole bunch of them, and took over the land that these Palestinians had had for thousands of years. And this is what's happened right now in the United States that nobody wants to talk about because it's Israel that runs the government in the United States. They control both sets, both houses of Congress. Even Governor DeSantis, who I really, really like, who's now saying that students have the right to record their professors in college. <laughs> but here's the caveat. Only the professor gives them permission. And as far as what they're saying, now he wants to teach the dangers of communism in schools. But then again, he turns right around and takes an entire group of people over to Israel for a big cabinet meeting over there to promote Israeli-United States you know, relations. So you got to ask yourself all of these questions. What's really happening here? And see, the, the whole thing about it is, though, is they're going to do everything they possibly can to continue the cultural degradation until the United States complete. Why do you think they're giving away trillions of dollars? Hmm? 
It's, it's because it, it, Biden's – they're all communists. They're, they're socialists. They're trying to destroy – they're trying to destroy it so we can't even, even try to pay the interest on the national debt anymore, which is owed to the Rothschild banking cartel that started Israel. <laughs> it just always goes back to the same group of Kabbalists is what it does, but nobody wants to talk about it because it's anti-Semitic. No, it's not. If, if you say somebody's Italian, are you being an anti-Italianite? If you say somebody is German, are you saying that they're an anti-Germanite? If you tell somebody they're anti-Russian, are they an anti-Russianite? Now, but you tell somebody that you don't like what the Israelis are doing, now you're an anti-Semite? <laughs> Think about that for a second. I mean, I mean, why in the world do these names get tagged on you? If you don't like the way a certain country is being run, I mean, I nail Germany all the time. Heck, I nailed China all the time. I nailed France all the time. I nailed Canada all the time. Does that mean I'm anti-any ice? No. It means that if these guys are doing stupid stuff, you've got to point it out. It's like raising kids. Right? You do what you can when the kids are little. And when they get older, when they're 18 years old, you're no longer responsible for them. But you've got to still tell them when they do stuff wrong because you're still their parent. But you say, look, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. Well, if you support Zionism and you support Kabbalah in the churches and you support basically the taking of crosses out of the churches and you hang Jesus Christ via Ronald McDonald as an effigy on a cross and you think it's okay because it happened in Tel Aviv, you need to reevaluate what your values are as far as how you feel about Jesus and what Christianity is. So all of these things that nobody else wants to talk about, you know, you get all these books. Like I mentioned this yesterday. I had a guy send me a book a few years ago, and it wanted me to promote it. I said, absolutely not. I said, the book doesn't do what it's supposed to do. You've got to talk about all of it, guys. And if you don't talk about all of it, what happens is you get into a situation where, uh-oh, I missed out on that. I should have said something about that. By the way, real quick, my deepest condolences to these people that are missing and these people who have died in this condominium that has fallen down in Miami. Now, you got to remember, you know, Miami and all these different areas where they build, they have to use giant pylons in order to support the structures because they're building on sand instead of a rock. So they use the pylons as a rock, so to speak, to build on and to build their structure on. Now, one of my listeners who's absolutely brilliant, brilliant woman, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, said, what do you think about a directed energy pulse that could have been used on that building? Yeah, well, we're going to go there right now for a second. Dr. Judy Wood in her book, Where Did the Towers Go?, talked about the possibility of a directed energy being pulse being put into the building from outer space as far as the towers. Now, the reason she brought that hypothesis up is that the total mass that hit the ground wasn't nearly the total mass of what the towers were. The towers turned to dust. You remember all that, guys? And so the pile should have been much higher than it was, and it wasn't. It, it, it just, it basically, she called the molecular disassociation in the book. Really good book, by the way. Everybody needs to get it. It's gotten real expensive now. It's a hardback, but I have a copy of it. And so we're now asking the question, which nobody else has really brought up, was there molecular disassociation involved in these pancake, pancake type collapse of these, this building down in South Florida? I don't think so. I think it was a structural problem, personally. Now, let's, but let's postulate a bit, a little bit further. When they were doing the trade towers, according to Judy Wood, it was raining bodies. People were jumping out of windows and killing themselves. Why were they doing that? I mean, they still had a hope of getting to the roof. They still had a hope of hopefully getting down the stairwell. The tower hasn't fallen yet, but they were breaking out windows and diving 100 stories and dying. 
it was literally raining bodies in Judy Woods' words. Why would they do that? Because when they were using, according to her, a microwave energy pulse into the buildings to cause molecular dissociation, which means the molecules, the atoms literally come apart from a certain frequency, certain harmonics. Remember, Nikolai Tesla did this. He put a machine onto the steel girders in his building, cranked it up, put the steel girders in what's called molecular resonance. The entire building started shaking to the point they called emergency people in. He couldn't stop it, so he went in there with a doggone hammer and broke the machine and got it to stop oscillating. Read the, do the research on that. Could that be what happened to the towers of Miami? I, I, like I said, I don't think so because here's why. If they had used a microwave, microwave particle beam, people would have been running out of the buildings because there wasn't a fire because of the heat that would be, create, be created. Unless they've got a particle beam weapon now that happens so fast that it causes the molecular disassociation so quickly, people couldn't respond, which I don't think that's possible, but who in the world knows anymore? But the reality is, is that a lot of people uh, died in this apparently. And a lot of people have been displaced. And if you watch the collapse, it's unbelievable how much of that building actually fell down. So we can go ahead and theorize what happened, and hopefully they'll send the crew in there to try to figure out why it happened. But but we'll find out. We'll find out. Hopefully we'll find out what the truth is on that. But then why would I think that either? Because we never found out what the truth was on 9-11, did we? Austin, what do you think? You're absolutely right, and same same as well. I mean, condolences go to the family. That's rough. I've been down there before. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Miami. I've been down there numerous times, um, but I mean, overall, the beach is really, really nice as far as the water. But man, that's rough. I mean, as far as being in a condo and that whole thing collapsing like that. I mean, that's that's ugh, I can't even imagine. You know, it always always one of those things that I always think about when I've been in some of those high rise buildings down there, hotels and condos and stuff like that. Anywhere though. You always kind of sit there and have worst case scenario when you when you look down. Does anybody else do that with me? I don't know if I'm the only one. You look down, and you go, man. You know what would happen if this whole thing just like dropped? You know, I mean, how long would it take to hit the bottom if you're riding all the way down? Well, I guess I mean it's just one of those things you don't ever want to have happen. But man, that was rough down there. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. It was talking about how uh, the bumbling buffoon wants to try to push more gun legislation. Ironically enough, and this is a sad tragedy, but it's not surprising, just hours after Bumbling Mafood announced his plan to address crime yesterday, the city of Chicago suffered two mass shootings nearly simultaneously, both of which were in Chicago neighborhoods. Eight people were shot, four shot in each shooting. And interestingly enough, nobody's really talked about it at all in mainstream media. And it's sad. I mean, it really is. For a lot of the families and kids that still live there, you know, to have to be exposed to this on a regular basis, it's just you just have complete lawlessness, almost animalistic-like characteristics, where as soon as somebody has a disagreement, everybody just starts shooting each other. I mean, Chicago's got more shooting deaths and shooting victims than Afghanistan does now. I mean, it's it's literally almost a full-blown designated war zone when you look at the numbers. Anywhere else in the country, these would be very, very common, pretty realistic numbers in an active war zone theater. But Chicago, everybody just tries to pretend it's not happening, even though they have some of the strictest gun laws in the country. So it makes you question the entire narrative when the hardcore left communists tell you that you need to turn in your guns. It's for your protection. It's, It's for the greater good of humanity. Well, pretty much almost every single state that has heavy gun restriction 
almost always has the largest amount of crime. You can pull those numbers up at anywhere in the country. So it's ironic that you see that. And then people go, well, you know, the UK doesn't have hardly any shootings because, you know, they banned guns decades and decades and decades ago. So, yeah, have you ever looked how small the population of the UK is and how many knife-stabbing homicides they have? They have hundreds of knife homicides every single year. People getting stabbed, gutted, knifed, macheted. That's just a regular thing over there. Well, well, that, that's not that big of a deal. It's only be guns. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, are you kidding me? On average, there's only roughly 300 deaths in the United States via long guns every single year. Now, handguns is a lot higher because primarily gang members use handguns in most cases, as from what I heard up here in Chicago. So, again, understand when people start running their mouths about stuff that needs to do this and you need to do that, understand who it benefits and what they're actually talking about. Are they talking about it from a really educated point of view? Or are they simply just parroting and reverberating what they've been told on CNN on how you need to be scared of guns? I grew up with firearms. Most of my friends grew up with firearms. My children grew up with firearms. Firearm safety and a healthy respect for firearm is the number one single most effective thing you can do for young children growing up. Because then firearms aren't some weird novelty item that they want to go play with. They know what firearms do. I mean, I took my son out last year. I had a big old uh, headset I put on him, and I got a watermelon. We had a bunch of watermelons that went bad that we were trying to grow. And I wanted to see what was going to happen. Quite frankly, just out of my own personal experience, because I've never shot this round before, the 500 Smith & Wesson, a bear gun for when I go to Montana, and I figured, you know, what's going to happen when I shoot a watermelon with this? I've shot, you know, 9mm 45 in a watermelon, so I took it out I said, dude, you want to see this? He's like, yeah, let's see it. And so I walked up beside me, you know, I made sure it was safe, you know, and I, I shot it. And, of course, the watermelon exploded like it was a stick of dynamite, and it's round buried a hole about four feet in the ground, couldn't even find it, the size of a cantaloupe. There's pieces of watermelon about 20 to 30 feet in every direction. He goes, whoa. I said, yeah, whoa. I said, this is why this is not a toy. He said, no, that is not a toy, Dad. I said, this is not a toy, bud. They have to know what this stuff does. And the problem with it is we've lost that base of teaching children how to grow up with firearms. Back in the day, a lot of school systems, they would have you know, firearm range training class and plinking class at school, at public school. A lot of kids had their rifles and their shotguns in their truck because they'd go out dove hunting and bird hunting and deer hunting when they get done out of school. That was very normal in society. And imagine what? You didn't see mass shootings all the time on a regular basis. In fact, it was actually quite rare when something would happen like that because an armed populace is a polite populace. And when everybody knows everybody's armed, people have a tendency to be a little bit more respectful. I remember I talked to the guys like that when I was in Montana that one time. Dad was with, there with me. And he goes, you guys have a lot of gun violence up here? Cops like, no, nah, man, we don't have hardly any. And he goes, pretty much everybody knows everybody's arms. So there's pretty much this respect of mutually assured destruction. If you're going to pull a gun, they're going to pull a gun, and everybody's going to get in a gunfight if you want to go that direction. And Well, it's not that fun to shoot at people when they're shooting back. And that's the problem that we've seen now is we've built this generation of kids that all they do is play video games, most of which are first-person, unbelievably violent, extremely realistic first-shooter games. When they're 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 years old, they're conditioned and programmed from an early age to be literally executing and shooting people, tens of thousands of people in these video games. And then we turn around and tell them, well, you can't have a gun. You don't need to be around guns. Guns are bad. 
Well, of course, when you tell any child you don't need to have that, that's bad, what's the first thing they want to do? Well, I want to find out about it. Let's see what these things do when I can get a hold of them because they have no experience and they have no healthy respect for them. That's why it's so important what you do with your children and how you grow them up properly as little Americans. Last night, I was prouder than a peacock. I took Hunter, my five-year-old, he just turned five, to his first um, jiu-jitsu class. And so they, they start in a lot of bases, primarily Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and we're going to get also into striking and basis on karate and um, taekwondo. And I took him in there, and you know he, he was a little timid at first. It's a little intense when you start rolling on the ground, but they, they started having him rolling back and forth, multiple kids, and started teaching him basically how to do rear naked choke, how to do Americanos, for, and uh, multiple ones. And, of course, we worked on him over and over and over again, and uh, he, he did great with it. And he was actually quite strong for his age group because I have him a lot of times constantly wrestling with me on the ground. So he's used to that as far as trying to keep people in the guard and not getting people mounting him. And so he did really really good and that's what we have to remember my friends it's our responsibility to train our children properly it's our responsibility to teach them how to behave and how to act and also how to have a healthy respect not only for their parents but their fellow person and that's the problem we've lost now lately is most of these kids they don't have respect for their parents at all much less respect for anybody around them dad what do you think well you're right austin and we you know it's our responsibility as fathers and it never ends, by the way, no matter how old the kids are. I mean, Austin's be 33, you know, his next birthday, and he basically is still going to be my son regardless of how old he is. And so when I see something that he does or something that Harrison does or something my daughters do or something that Hunter does or something that anybody does that I'm in charge of or responsible for or a friend of theirs or a confidant of theirs, I bring it up and say, hey, look, maybe it would be better if you did it this way. Maybe better if you did it that way. Maybe better if you stopped doing this. I had that discussion with my 18-year-old this morning. And see, that's the whole key, isn't it? When we stop being parents and we start letting the children be raised by the school systems and, and basically indoctrinated into cultural Marxism and say there's no boys and there's no girls and there's no alpha males and there's no alpha females, when we do that, what do we do? We take the responsibility of raising our children. We put it on the state, and that's a problem. Then you fall right in line with Karl Marx right in line with Stalin, right in line with Hitler, right in line with the Frankfurt School. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. You guys are absolutely awesome. I just I really enjoy being with you guys and you know, talking to you every day. Austin will be on with Hagman tonight. So God bless you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful evening. And just thank you for giving me the opportunity to pray for you and for supporting Health Masters. It means the world to me. God bless. I'll talk to you Monday. Absolutely, guys, and continue to get the truth out there. It is crucial now more than ever as there's so much nonsense on the TV. That's why I told you guys years ago I canceled my cable. I don't have cable at all. I have Internet connection, so I can work from the house and stuff like that. And uh, most of the time, though, if I ever do watch TV, which I don't watch much TV anymore, I'll watch a – a movie, DVD movie. And, you know, the thing about it is these streaming systems now are great and convenient. A lot of people have a lot of these streaming systems. But here's the problem. When you see Amazon go in and buy up MGM Studios, like I told you guys, the second largest buy-up that they've ever done, and they're going to take all these films. Imagine what they're going to do with these films, majority of which, if they don't agree with what they say, if it pushes the wrong narrative, if it produces positive results for a patriot community, they're just not going to have the the videos, the movies available. And they're going to literally stricken them 
from the history books. The movies won't exist. You've already seen how this idiotic cancel culture wants to shut everything down. We can't have this. We can't. This movie was offensive in the 60s to people that were islanders. We talked about that with the Swiss Family Robinson. As soon as I saw it, first thing I did was went out and bought the movie on DVD. <laughs> first thing I did. I went, I've seen that movie forever. Thank you for reminding me. I went out and bought it and let the kids watch it. And they loved it. The giant tree fort fighting the pirates. And, of course, that's not what they want to talk about anymore. That's not what they want to show anymore. They want to have these movies that are unbelievably hardcore left and have their agenda instilled in every single scene, as we have clearly seen, which has been quite troubling, to say the least. So thank you again, my friends, for getting the truth out there. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, healththemasters.com. Lots of different specials going on right now. The Ultimate Multiple Powder. We'll be on sale for the next couple days, and then it will be done, I think, mid-next week, end of the month. It will be running to 15% off Ultimate Multiple Powder. And also, too, be sure to check out the Immune Support Kit and the Zinc Glycinate by itself. If you just need to stock up on zinc, it's on sale right now for 10% off on the website. It's product of the week. So be sure to check that out, and we'll continually... Keep everybody updated on these shows. What we try to do every single day is bring you guys the most updated news, health research, and everything that's continually going on. Because as we've said, this onslaught, this attack as far as on our immune systems with what we're seeing with these injections, these experimental injections, and everything else that they're trying to do, it's not going to stop. Um, there's been over like that's over 300 million injections right now. Now, finally, as he said yesterday, the FDA is finally going to issue a warning on the Pfizer shot that it can cause heart failure. It's likely association with heart problems. They're finally going to do it. Oh, imagine that. Isn't this why you do clinical research studies for three and four and five years before you start injecting something into somebody? Oh, yeah. This, I'm, I'm telling you right now, this thing's going to turn into a Vioxx debacle in the next couple of years, if you guys remember that. This is going to come back and bite them in the butt. The problem with it is they can't be sued because it's an injection. They got their butts handed to them with Vioxx lawsuits. They won't have that now with this because they're completely exempt. Thank you, my friends, again for the truth. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting small businesses. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you on the Hagman Show later on the night. Enjoy your weekend. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. We'll talk to you again Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. 
This is the Global Star Radio Network. 